We're the talk of the Internet. The reason it's so popular because it makes the user feel so good. This is TalkZone.com. You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. I remember being bullied as a kid, and um, so it's been around for, well, we won't get into how many years, but plenty. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, of course, accelerated with Columbine, and, you know, it took it to a whole nother level. And, you know, kids aren't safe at school. Teachers aren't safe at school. Consider these statistics. 25,000 secondary school teachers, t- students are targets of attack or robberies. Uh, over 1,600 teachers are threatened each day, and 300 are assaulted by students. I'll tell you, in my day, you didn't assault teachers, but kids are out of control these days, and uh, something needs to be done about this. 160,000 students stay home from school because they are afraid of what someone will say or do to them, and 22% of 4th to 8th graders report academic problems due to bullying. And what is the answer to all this? I'm sure there are many, but we today are offering one of the answers to the problem, and it's called Safe School Ambassadors. And uh, we today have two of the uh, representatives of Safe School Ambassadors to tell us about their program. And maybe you, if you notice your children are having these difficulties, you could encourage your schools to get in touch with the folks at Safe School Ambassadors and bring their program in and see if you can help the problem. Would you please welcome to the show Rick Phillips and John Linney of Safe School Ambassadors. How you doing, guys? It's a very nice uh a very nice, clear opening to your presentation. Thanks for having us. Doing well. Thanks for uh, thanks for having us on the air and helping us get the word out to people. It is our pleasure. So, what is the Safe School Ambassador Organization? What is it about? Well, I think that we'd like to just back it up for a moment and say you covered the issue. The the, the Safe School Ambassadors is a program of Community Matters, our nonprofit in California. And it's a program in response to the understanding that bullying today, in all of its different forms, whether it's cyberbullying, whether it's emotional bullying, whether it's physical bullying, is getting younger. And it's also, we've seen, gotten meaner. And we're seeing more young women acting like boys in terms of being physically aggressive. Yeah. It's also becoming more pervasive and harder for adults to identify as kids are more sophisticated in the ways they hurt each other. And I think lastly, for John and I and all of us in this field, we recognize, unfortunately, it's becoming more acceptable on the part of young people to hurt each other as kind of a rite of passage. Boy, that's a sad story, isn't it? It is a sad commentary on our times. It really is. So let's say you're, you have kids or you, you're a kid or whatever, and you're in a school that is just, you know, you're afraid and nobody seems to help. What could you do? Well, 
I think that one of the one of the challenges for for many young people is, and for us as we are approaching this this challenge is that we know that there's really three main people involved in mistreatment. We've got the targets and aggressors, and we have bystanders. Now, the bystanders make up 85% of a school population at any one time. Okay. The challenge is for many bystanders is really not knowing, um, not wanting to make a problem worse. Um, they also don't want to really be, uh, you know, lose their social status, being, you know, called a, a tattletale or a goody two-shoes and Many of them just don't know what to do in situations like this. Right. And, 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 you know, they really don't trust talking to adults often. So what we have is a huge population at school that really may want to do something about a situation but really doesn't know what to do. And, and really that's where, you know, we come in is not just helping schools identify bystanders, but who are the students who are the most influential bystanders? Who are those that are most capable yes. of making a social change on a campus? And so we help schools identify, you know, the alpha boy or that alpha girl in sure. each, each clique or each group on a campus and bring them in and, and carefully train them and give them skills so when they go back with their friends, it's kind of like, you know, taking some cells out of a body that you might treat and, and injecting them back in the body and they go work with those cells closest to them. Right. And then that helps to create the change within the body as a school climate. You know, it's interesting, earlier this week we were talking about the, it was all over the news, this guy on a freeway that all these cars were running into and nobody stopped to do anything about. And it seems like it seems like this bystander stuff or don't get involved stuff or don't speak up and, and tell anybody what's going on when you could s- stop the problem, it seems like that's getting worse and worse on all levels. That's certainly corroborated by the research in our experience. In the most recent um, uh, documentation from the Secret Service and the Department of Education in a study uh, compiled by Harvard Medical School was looking at how many of the shootings that have occurred in the last several years um, were there kids that had prior information but did not bring that information forward. And what they were trying to explore is why. Why wouldn't kids who had an indication if they didn't know exactly or they'd heard a kid say, I'm so mad at so-and-so, I'm going to come back and shoot him. Why wouldn't they bring the information forward? And, and we've explored that in our work, State School Ambassadors, because what we know is adolescents in particular are reluctant to come forward if they don't feel a sense of belonging or connectedness to their schools. And so part of our work in empowering young people is believing that young people want to be safe, young people want to stop the hurting that's going on around them, but they need to know that adults see them not only as consumers, but as contributors. And that has to be not just words, but young people really need to experience meaningful roles in schools. And so we recognize, going back to your first question, is what can a kid do to protect themselves? Well, the truth of the matter is, if you're smaller or you're not as socially popular as others, yeah. There's not much you can do to stop people hurting you unless the kids around you will come to your defense. There is no security. There is no camera. There is no metal detector for compassion. What it requires is empowering young people to begin to see it's in their own best interest to speak up for each other, to stand up for each other, and to take care of each other. And that's really the essence of our program is bringing forward the courage 
to confront others when they are unjust or mean to someone else. Yes. We have Rick Phillips and John Linney who have joined us today on Mastering Ourselves. They are both representatives of Safe School Ambassadors. I guess I just want to make a quick comment, Keith, before you dive in. You know, when I was a kid, I was so not popular. And, you know, actually for me, none of the popular kids were of much interest to me. They they were too much surface skimming. But, you know, I mean, if I had been any weaker character, it would have hurt my feelings a lot. And I'm sure that's going on a lot. Yeah. You know, um, I, I guess what you're trying to do is... You, you make a point about from the outside in versus the inside out. You're, you're trying to get from the inside out a, a uh, strong, pure group that changes the social culture in the school. That's it exactly, Keith. That's really the, really the $64,000 question because everything we've seen since Columbine, which is now nine years, is that violence in schools, with the exception of shootings, is not decreasing, it's increasing. What we're, what we're saying then is that the current approach, which is a lot of rules and a lot of cameras and more security presence, yep. doesn't change the culture. It just sends it underground. Yes. What we want to do is change the social norms that allow it to happen. And when, yes. you, when you say that, everyone agrees. And we say, well, how do you change the social norm? Right. We say, well, well, who creates those social norms? Well, parents influence the social norms. Obviously, by how they raise their kids, the school personnel does it. But since 90% of the people in the school buildings are children and young people, they are the primary social norm changers. And so we thought that's where you should start. Not that that's a complete answer, but you have to start with the young people. So the question is, how do you develop the young people's character enough so that they will have the courage to do what's in everyone's best interest? beautifully ask, and I think John can speak about it because he's a senior trainer who has spent years working with kids, kids in the classroom, and they're, we, they were always asked, well, what would motivate these kids to want to do this in a culture where being cool is more to be cruel than it is to be compassionate? Yes. Well, I think that's one of the things that really has to, um, and when we go in and when we work with young people, one of the things that we've learned in, in working with all these schools is that we found that really it's not out of kind of altruism that we're going to motivate many of these young people to act. I mean, we have we walk into a room with 40 leaders, and we're not just talking about the good kids at the cream of the crop. We're talking about the kids who are really the leaders of these cliques, a goth kid, <laughs> you know, a kid of the, the smoker kid, a kid who's yep. jock, the prep, the, the even gang leaders or gang wannabes. Or, and, and, you know, those, those labels start to form mostly in middle and, and harden in high school. And, and I know there are they're more clay-like in elementary school, and yet we've got young people who, who don't generally sometimes don't get asked to be invited to the conversation. Um, you know, Rick talks about them being, you know, consumers, and, and really we're, we're, we're too many schools and too many opportunities or too many approaches to creating safer schools do things, you know, to young people or for them or at them, and we're talking about doing things with those young people. So we have to get them to, to motivate them to change. We have to get them to understand the problem better, first of all. We, you know, we talk about five different types of mistreatment in the book, and we also deliver those in the training. And, and we help students come to see things they don't normally see, in addition to the adults that are in the room. Then we, we approach them about, well, you know, what is in it for you if you make a change? What are some of the consequences if you don't? 
And what it really comes down to is a, a kind of an enlightened self-interest for the young people so that they can, they know to, it's in their interest to act. It's in yes. my interest to help a friend who is being called a racist name. It's in my interest to help a friend who is about to spread a rumor about somebody else, how I can make help them make a better choice so they don't suffer the consequences of it, and I don't either. Yeah. So we have to have a conversation with them about really the, the whiff of the what's in it for me. And most young people, Keith and Amber, they're, they're concerned about their friends. They're concerned about their younger brothers and sisters who are going to attend the same school or yes, do. For they're sure. concerned about their boyfriends, their girlfriends. So we start with inviting them to take responsibility, not for everyone, but start with your own circle of influence, because that's where you're likely to be most effective, and that's where you're going to feel most comfortable. So start there. So imagine the reason we chose the name Ambassadors is we look at the school as kind of like the United Nations, that it's made up of different countries, and these countries happen to be social groups. And if we can identify the ambassador, as John said, the alpha boy or girl, the strong personality that other kids listen to and look up to, if we can enroll them in seeing it's in their own best interest to kind of intervene when their friends call somebody a loser or fat or stupid, that that doesn't create a safe climate for anybody, we will over time, not overnight, begin to change the social norms because kids will notice that some of the more cool kids, by their standards, are beginning to intervene where before they were passive. Yeah. Good. That's it's, how good you it's good leadership training. It is leadership training. And you, we're taking like, the natural leaders. Yeah. We're not we're not turning kids into leaders. We're taking the natural exactly. leaders and, 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 and kind of polishing them or providing them with some tools to sharpen their ability to be strong leaders in a positive pro social way. And letting them know what, you know, if you're going to lead, you want to lead in a good moral way, not in these, these degraded ways. Nobody wins That's when you right. have to go to a school where you've got to have your head on a swivel looking left or right for the next rumor, the next yes. tease, the next right. taunt, the next put down, the next push, the next shove. Yep. Nobody wins in a culture like that. Okay, uh, our guests today, Rick Phillips and John Linney, are Safe School Ambassadors. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmé Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions. We're going to find out more. These guys are great. Stay with us.